the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, we're talking savings investments in your retirement. That's always here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, you can catch us uh, uh, by anywhere in the world by going to the website, AM1070Answers uh, website, hit the Listen Live button. We also have uh, podcasts on there. There's also podcasts out there uh, elsewhere on the Internet. And you can also catch us on, I believe, uh, Sunday at 7 a.m. as well. So there's a lot of ways to catch the show. It's gotten very popular, and I hope you're listening in. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. And, and, and that's that, that's what I think more than ever, that's what you're going to need to do in, in this world. It, it, and, and so what you want to do is is put away as much as you can each paycheck, which save aggressively, uh, put away a minimum of 10%. I, we've talked about this, plus the company match that gets you to be 13%. I think more than ever, it's important to come up with a plan. We have... The world is so rapidly changing, and it, it's really becoming very worrisome out there. Uh, we've got the coronavirus. We, we've got the uh, we've got uh, massive government spending. We have the highest government spending level since uh, since the uh, <laughs> you know World War II. It's a percentage of GDP. I mean, we were fighting World War II for our lives against the Nazis, and we we're spending about the same level of GDP we are right right now. And so these are some things that, that you really have to watch out for and be concerned about. And, 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 and this massive government spending is still there. Oh, we have inflation coming back. We're going to be discussing that in the show. Really bad inflation numbers came out again, I mean, this week. And, and, uh, it, and so all these things are happening. It, it, and I, I think the, the, the free ride, economic ride in the world today is rapidly coming to an end as far as as the the – the indexing of stocks and, and things, and it, you get, they're, they're paying you nothing on your CDs. They're paying you nothing uh, on money market funds. Uh, everybody's piling into ridiculously priced stocks, uh, so you got to be very prudent there. And, uh, and so here we are today. I mean, just tremendous cross currents out there uh, at all levels. And, and I mean, it, it's genuinely extraordinary. I mean. We're seeing the economy in the world move at a, at a, at a rate of probably five to ten times it, 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 it typical rate of change right now due to the coronavirus, due to the massive spending, uh, due to many other things happening out there. So 
so what we're really really looking at is is, is these big changes that happen. Look, we've seen this before. Uh, it, it, I, I want to uh, cover a couple things here. If you, if you go back and look at this is this is coming up tomorrow is the 50th anniversary of Nixon shutting the gold window. And uh, this is not well understood uh, by a lot of people, but but what happened was is the uh, the British ambassador came to came to uh, uh, Nixon or the government over there and, and said, "Look, we've got three billion dollars worth of dollars. We'd like to convert to gold." Now, the U.S. had about forty-five billion dollars, which seems laughably small <laughs> based on the world today. Of, of dollars in circulation, but they only had $10 billion worth of gold. So this was clearly becoming a problem real quickly, and they were going to lose 30% of their gold reserves immediately. Uh, so they, he, he convened an emergency meeting, and he had John Conley, uh, who was a second Texan, famous Texan. Uh, he actually gave my father-in-law his first big break. He appointed him district attorney here in Houston when he was governor, but he, he had him... Uh, tell the Brits that, no, we're not going to give it to you, and they shut the gold window. Gold at the time was trading at $35 an ounce. And uh, and it jumped up pretty quickly to, in the 68, by uh, later in, 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 in 73. And, and so it doubled in price, and, and, and Nixon had to go to, to, to the American people and say, look, if you're buying things overseas, it might get a little more expensive, but we make most of our products here. If you buy in the United States, we'll be fine which was true at the time. I mean, the world has changed. But, but by, by allowing the gold, taking us off the gold standard, they could print as much money as they want. And now here we are today, uh, you know, the Federal Reserve has got, you know, just looking at uh, uh, Federal Reserve balance sheet as, as percentage of GDP is about 40% of GDP right now. It, it's just massive, massive amounts of of. Of, of of money has flooded the system because they can just print money as as, as, as far as they want. I mean, we've, we've now morphed from that into modern monetary theory that the Democratic Party has adopted. It says you can spend as much money as you want. And this is why they came up with a $1.2 trillion infrastructure program. And then at the same time, they're also going to have a they're right. They're going to pass a 3.2, 3. 3.5, I don't know what the numbers is, trillion dollar uh spending package. I mean, it wasn't too long ago around this time, you know, you know, I think five or so years after this, I mean, I think it was Bunker Hunt or, or, or Senator Dirksen, one of the two of them made the comment of what a billion here, a billion there, pretty soon it adds up to real money. I mean, it, it, we're at a trillion dollars right now. And so we have this record, just enormous, enormous amounts of, of government spending. But back and look at that time frame. And it's very different. I mean, uh, it, it, so 50 years ago, say, uh, August uh, of, of, uh, of uh, I guess August 15th of 1971, we pulled them off the gold standard. Well, it, it's not, I mean, things are too, people forget within 18 months, I mean, things were changing quick, pretty quickly. Within 18 months, uh, the, uh, well, they, they actually had, shortly after that, they had the, uh, what was let me look at my numbers here. Uh, yeah, it, 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 a short while after that, you had the, the oil embargo. It was about 18 months later, you had the oil embargo. So prices shot up there. 
It, 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 because keep in mind, they, they took it up to the dollar was falling, and they were still getting nothing for oil and gas in the Middle East, and they were mad because the Israeli uh, 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 Arab War, and we backed the Israelis, and so they put an put a, a, a embargo on us. And, and oil prices shot up. And then 18 months later, uh, the United States, you know, they, they, they started, they, they were landing helicopters on the roof of the, of the Saigon embassy, uh, the American embassy in Saigon, evacuating people. Here we are, you know, a little, little less than 40-something years later, the same thing is happening. We're, we're evacuating, we're rushing people out of our embassy, evacuating troops, and, you know, there's no telling how many planes a day are, are flying in and out of Kabul airport, evacuating people before that collapses. Very similar type of deal. People were questioning the United States of America. First, you pull us off the gold standard. Then we have this oil embargo. You guys are the biggest user of oil. So they, and now, now you've lost the Vietnam. You're looking, it's kind of embarrassing. And people, people lose, lost confidence. And the dollar was falling during that time frame. And inflation went up. Keep in mind, the oil embargo hit in October of, of 1973. Well, April 30th of 1975, again, about 18 months later or so, uh, the, the Vietnam uh, we, uh, fell. And, and here we are, we had the, the coronavirus, which shut down the economy, which is very, very, probably the closest thing to that was the oil embargo. People forget the, the line, people couldn't go out, you, you know, they didn't travel as much, uh, you, know, you couldn't get gasoline, uh, the stock market plunged. And, uh, and then, and then 15, you know, 18 months later, Vietnam fell. This time, 18 months later, Afghanistan collapses. It, it, very similar. At the time, inflation was up. It was back then. It was 10.2%. Year to date, it was 9.2% uh, in 1975. So uh, here we are again today. Inflation is taking off. We just got the PPI number, which we're going to discuss later in the show, 1% uh, for, the, for the month. That's a that's a that's a 12% annualized producer price index. 12%. Think about that. Again, very similar to to the 1970s. You know, you had in the 60s, you had the guns and butter. You had the Vietnam War. You had the massive government spending. And here we are with the massive government spending. We spent trillions of dollars with the wars uh, in the Middle East, and, and, and we have inflation now. The inflation is coming back very similar to this type of time frame. And, and, and the only thing that's different is in interest rates aren't going up yet. I think they're going to start. And, and, and the dollar is holding up and the stock market's at record highs because they're flooding the system with money. So the question is, how long does this last? How long do they keep spending money? How long do they do a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill and then do the $3.25 trillion spending program till people go, oh, my God, these guys just got – they they ran they fled Afghanistan. It collapsed within basically two weeks. Uh, they're flooding the system with money. They're spending money like crazy. Uh, what's going on in the United States? Their southern borders completely has completely collapsed, and the rule of law has collapsed on the southern border across the board. Uh, drugs are pouring across the border. They're dealing with the pandemic, and, and I'm here in Australia. They're not letting anybody do, you know, they're locking people down. I'm here in New Zealand. No one can even fly into the country. I'm here in England where they have lockdown and they're checking everybody. In the United States, they're pouring across the border where 30% of the people have different new types of, of mutants coming into the United States. Millions of people are flooding the country. 
I mean, if, if another country did this, they'd be accused of war crimes uh, for biological warfare. And yet here we are. And so people around the rest of the world are looking at this and going, what is going on in the United States of America? They have a president that, quite frankly, I've heard all the talk about Joe Biden. Joe Biden forgets a person's name. He confuses, you know, the the secretary of energy with the governor or whatever. Look, that happens to everybody. But when you see a person walking down the sidewalk and the Secret Service in front of him says, hey, turn here to get onto the portico. I'm going to kind of go in because he jumps ahead for security purposes and walks around the grass and goes over it. And, and he points it out. And Biden just follows him down the grass and jumps over the flower bed. That's a person that is basically just used to everybody telling him what to do. And he's just following the person in front of him. He's That person has the nuclear codes that can wipe out planet Earth. And, and he is not capable he is not capable of doing if, if he is following that person and just walking down off the sidewalk and keeps walking straight because the guy in front of him is, that's a real problem. And that, that ought to scare everybody in this country. More than anything I as I said, you know, people forget their names, people forget, you know, they lose their place in a speech, you know, they, they lose their train of thought. But that is frightening. And, and, and so people are looking at this and go, what is going on in the United States of America? Their borders are collapsing. The, the, I don't care whether you're a dictator, a king, president, a president of a country, uh, the prime minister, or, or, or who. The first thing you know is you, the, your, one of your main jobs is to guard the border. It, 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 and it's a complete breach of duties to, to, to let to the border open, and particularly when there's a global pandemic, and to let sick people into the United States and then bust them all over to, to cities all over the United States with the coronavirus is just horrific. And so, so but, but what, I, what I want you to understand is, is other people around the world are looking at this, and they're going, what is going on? And they're becoming concerned. They're going to start selling the dollar, and that's going to be more inflationary. This is something we've talked about. We, we have got to rebuild our country. We've got to reestablish the rule of law. We have to reestablish the rule of law for uh, 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 applied fairly across the board for everyone, regardless of their, of their skin color, regardless of their politics, regardless of their religion, which is not happening right now. And this is becoming a concern. And so, so – so at the same time, you're seeing this big inflation. You're seeing this massive government spending. These numbers, these are the highest numbers, percentage of GDP numbers since World War II government spending. Right? You know, I'm looking at this, and you just and you go, well, look, Pete, look, understand if there's a, if something happens in your house, the 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 uh, you know the, the, the roof springs a leak, you got to get it repaired, you got to start spending more money than you normal. The car breaks down. Uh, you got to spend more money than you would have. You know, the engine goes, you got to put a new engine or whatever. People understand that, but they don't understand if you keep, if you, if you're fighting a war, World War II, you've got to spend the record amounts of money because we got to win this war. Otherwise, we're all going to speak, be speaking German. So they understand that, but they don't, they understand, oh my gosh, the coronavirus, people can't work. We've got to help them. We got to make sure everybody gets through this. Everyone has food on the table. Everyone has a decent standard of living. This is an emergency. They get that. They understand that. What people don't understand is the emergency starts winding down and they pop up like a jack-in-the-box with another 
massive percentage of GDP spending program, and then you understand that things are completely out of control. And that's where we are, and that's a concern. I'll tell you what, we're going we're to talk some more about this as soon as we get back right here from this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. The I've got a question to comments. You can always give us a call, 713-339-1070. This is the 50th year of, of Nixon closing the gold window. We're, we're discussing that. At the time, the British came up. They, they said, look, they had $3 billion worth of dollars. They'd like to convert them to gold. Nixon at the time had $10 billion worth of gold in the vault. They're like, hmm, we're going to lose 30% of our gold. They shut the window down. At the time, that was valued gold at $35 an ounce. And since then, it's run up to 17, 18, was it 17, almost $1,800 right now. But, but it's allowed them to print money in the inflationary. So, so, but there's a lot of interesting 
things. It's, 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 history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. And, and clearly, this is the same type of time frame. We, 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 we've got the inflation coming back. We had the oil shock then. We have the coronavirus shock now. We have the, the collapse of, of Saigon, the fleeing in helicopters. The same thing is happening in Kabul today. It, 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 that was 1975 when that happened. It, it, by 1976, we had a new president. They put The American people put Jimmy Carter in. They'd had enough of this type of stuff. I think you're going to see the same thing type of thing happen. You had the runaway inflation. Inflation is incredibly damaging uh, on the American people. The inflation rate then was 10% 50 years ago, and here we are. We just got our most recent inflation number. Uh, the CPI wasn't bad. It came out, I think, what, 5.4%, uh, uh, and uh, but uh, I think 7.1, uh, well, 5.4. Uh, but the PPI came in at 78 over the last 12 months, it's averaged 7.8 percent, and, and, and it's at 1 percent now, which means it's going at 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 12 percent. Well, this is a problem because this is the PPI. Now, the PPI is producer price index. This is this is the products. The this these are the commodities, the base items that go into the production of products. So, so if I'm making something, this is what my pro, my my costs are going up one percent. So, which means I've got it when I sell it to the consumer, I'm going to have to raise my prices. And so, so we're seeing the same type of thing now. The working people in this country, the middle class, they're in upper middle class. Quite frankly, they're being squeezed. Look, the, the people at the top. I mean, what difference does it make if the prices of your aviation was it jet fuel A goes up? you know, a buck or two a gallon for your private jet. Do you really care if you're worth, you know, a hundred million or a billion dollars? The answer is no, you don't care. And so you're not affected, but 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 the middle class and upper middle class and the in the lower class, they're all this cost this this affects them. And this in inflation is is one of the big things that will topple governments going back thousands of years. Inflation will do it. And and, uh, and, and and so this is this is something that's really out there now. The talk is this has been transitory. That's what they, they're trying to spin everything. It, it's really fascinating because the, the narratives are all based on the stock market. As long as you can keep the stock market up and going, you know you can sit there and starve the people, in, but you can get away with it. I mean that's kind of the, the, the philosophy in Washington because the, the the people in flyover country, the working class, they really don't mean anything as long as you keep the market up, keep the wealthy people happy. You can get away with what you want to do, and so they concentrate rather than being concerned about inflation, the price of food is going up, and the price of gasoline and rent and housing is skyrocketing. They're not too concerned about that because as long as the market goes up, so so the narrative this is inflationary is trans. Transitory. Don't worry about it because we don't want you people in the stock market panicking or anything. Because we, as long as the market goes up, people think think it's it's okay. But underneath it, this stuff is going to continue to go on. And it's hap- it, now they're dropping the transitory. They're getting nervous now. The Biden administration asked the Arab countries to see if they could produce more oil. Now he didn't ask the American companies because that would that would benefit the oil industry, his arch enemy, and. Uh, so he wouldn't do that. So he goes to his good friends in Iraq and Iran and asks them to increase, increase the production. But, but, so they're starting to get worried. You're hearing the Fed governors, the uh, 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 
Bullard's a little concerned now. Uh, a Clarida vice chairman made some remarks. It's all of a sudden you're hearing some talk that the Fed is now somewhat concerned about this. Well, they ought to be concerned with the 12% annualized PPI number that just came out because that, that means that the inflation is going to continue. It, and so now that the talk is, well, don't worry because the economy is slowing down. They were predicting earlier in the year of a 6.4% growth. They're saying, look, the economy is really not that strong. It's only going to be a 6.1% growth. That's the strongest growth rate since 1984. What, what, what is that? 35 years, 35 years, the strongest. It, 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 it's, they keep dancing around these second derivatives like, well, look, it's slowing down a little bit. That's kind of like you're driving down the road and you see, uh, you, you see a curve ahead sign and you're 100 miles an hour. So you slow down to 95 and, and you know, and then you slow down, you know, so you're, hey, you don't worry about it. You got it under control. You slow down to 90 miles. You hit, the, you hit the curve at 85 miles an hour and you go sailing off the cliff. I mean, it, 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 it yeah, it's, it's not, it's not the rate of change. It's, it's, once you get to a certain point, it's not the rate of change. It's the rate of change if you're driving down the road doing 50 miles an hour and you slow down on the curve to maybe 35 miles an hour. You know, that's 15 miles. That rate of change was fine. That's the problem they don't understand. This is what the Fed is dealing with. They're, 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 they're going to get tough and raise interest rates a half a point what, or a quarter point. How is that going to slow anything down when you've got a, a 7 what 7.8% PPI number, and you've gotten tough and you've raised rates a quarter a point or the Fed's funds, even if you get really aggressive, a half a point, what difference does that make? And this is the problem these people have gotten themselves into. And the other, other th- lesson to learn from the 1970s is that inflation took off. 73, it exploded because of the oil embargo, much like the inflation's exploding because of the coronavirus. But, but if you look at it, it took to 1980, it took eight, nine years uh, into the 80s to get the inflation under control. And yet we're being told by the Federal Reserve, well, the minute they think it might not be inflation, they're, they're going to step up to the plate and put a stop to this. I'm like, what? what you know, what do you know that, that, that Paul Volcker didn't know at the time? You know, it's like, and the answer is they don't. And, and, and so they're stuck. And so this is the problem with, with the inflation out there in, in understanding. So, so I think you want to continue to maneuver into it to deal with the inflationary stuff that, that's happening out there. And I, and I think this is going to be one of the, the, the big stories going forward. Look, they've got the Jackson Hole meeting coming up in, in a couple weeks, uh, the, the 26th. And what, what is it? What is, what's the date? 14th? Yeah, that, that's about two weeks away, less than two weeks away. That's, that's going to be coming out. There's going to, typically big changes happen at that Jackson Hole. What the Fed does is they kind of coordinate among themselves ahead of time. And they, they also invite other central bankers from around the world to go. In, in, but the, the, the big changes tend to happen. When you're hearing some of the doves, which a dove is just a person that doesn't think the inflation is a problem. They think the Fed can spend as much money as they want uh, on, on the, the Federal Reserve committees. They're starting to get a little nervous here, and those, and that means they're probably going to have to do something in here, because again, as we said, look, the loss of Kabul, the complete collapse of that, is shaking confidence. The the, the questions about Biden's ability to lead is shaking confidence. So underneath all of this, it's not just inflation with the American people, but they got to worry about the dollar as well. If people around the world are kind of watching this and they're going, hmm, so. 
So this is what I think you're coming into where they're going to have to do something pretty quickly. So where does this put us? I think if they do do something, uh, a, a couple thoughts. Uh, the precious metals haven't really moved. They, they've been kind of transitory. We, do, we, we, we really did phenomenally well last year in, in that sector. They haven't really gone anywhere for about, they, they peaked about August of last year. And uh, let me see here, pull up a yeah, actually, it was about a year ago. So the gold and silver has been kind of drifting slightly down uh, since August of last year. It, it peaked at about two, 2061. It's really around 2000, and now it's about 1800. So it's drifted a little lower. But but we're coming up on the a couple things. We're coming up on the three strong the three of the four strongest months, which is August, September, and October. Uh, August is the fourth strongest month. September is the strongest month. And October is the third strongest month, and of course January is number two. But so this is the, the, the typical the time frame when gold does well. I, I think the other thing is the Fed for the for the for most of 2021 really has been spinning this idea that this inflation is going to go away. It's just transitory. Actually, it's been almost you know they, they've been spinning it since the fall of last year. Near, coming up on nearly a year. Of, don't worry, this is temporary. As soon as Look, we're going to, you know, once they, there'll be a few shortages and they're going to go away. Well, they're not going away. And so the transitory is, is look, you can make the case that lumber, which has fallen in price, it got to be ridiculous. It's fallen in price or, or used cars. They can't build enough cars because they can't get the chips. Well, they're going to get they're going to get the chips. A bunch of new cars are going to hit. The prices of used cars are going to fall. That's going to happen. But the problem is when Walmart is giving and Amazon are giving raises to their workers. They're not going to be able to go take those raises back. They've got to push those costs through. The cost of shipping is really the, – the, the, the coronavirus has caused the Chinese to shut down one of their main ports in China. More shortages there. That means you're looking at still another three or four months of shortages. Uh, if, if you look at, at the at – the, there's still shortages across the board everywhere. There's shortages because companies can't get enough workers to fill the thing. In the past, if the assembly line start with, they'd open a new assembly line up and just you know start producing some more widgets or whatever they needed. Well, but nowadays they can't get the workers, and then if they got to get some machines or robots to do it. They still there's a shortage of those because the people making those can't get workers either, and then they can't ship them. And so, so the, 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 the elasticity in this market of production is not there anymore because companies for the last 20 years have shut down enormous amounts of manufacturing capacity in this country and around the world. They bought out their competitor. They shut down the factory that person had, and they moved everything to their other factory. But, but, but they, were, they, they really don't have any excess capacity. So this is, is going to continue to work through the system. At the same time, we're continuing to pour money into the system. Just last month, we, 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 I think it was just this month or last month, we just started giving every family under a certain income level $250 or $300 per child. That's more spending coming in. God help us if this three-point-something trillion-dollar spending program comes in. And so all of this stuff is pouring into the system. So so, so you you want to be in in things that are going to be they're, they're going to be shortages. We talked on the show last week about look if we're, if we're shifting over to, to electric cars. I, I don't know how many electric cars are out there. I think there's like 30 models now. I 
there's going to be over 150 models by by uh, late 2022 out there. That uh, 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 an electric car uses a lot more aluminum, a lot more uh, uh, silver, a lot more copper in particular, and other metals uh, to produce the car. It a lot more lithium. So that, that you need all of these things. Now, if I'm putting all these cars in, as we talked about last week, well, I can't. You know, electricity, it, as as my mom used to say, doesn't grow on trees. That was money, but. Obviously, she didn't know about the Democrats with modern monetary theory, but but electricity, I mean, it doesn't, it's got to come from somewhere. I mean, the, the, the most amazing thing about the whole electric car thing is it's like these people really don't understand somehow there's like an electricity fairy out there creating electricity that just goes into the power plant. Well, you've got to have more more power plants, you got to have more solar, you got to more wind, more natural gas plants. Then you got to have heavier duty power lines. You got to have more. If everyone has a charging station in the house, those charging stations, you're not using little thin, you know, wire that's going to your 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 one ten plug. You're going to have to use a, a, a much higher voltage. You're going to have to use more amperage. And, and again, that's more copper. That's more aluminum. And, and, and so all of this, the more steel to put put in in, in the power the, the poles, more wood for the poles. I mean, everything about this demands more raw materials. So everything is continuing to march forward, and that's what I think we're seeing. So you have to understand in this world where the base costs are going up, the cost of labor is going up. There's shortages of labor. That's not for a lot in corporate America because it's like, hey, you're building the car, things are going, you know. If you're head of Ford, Ford Motor, how are things going? Bob, oh, think demand is great. Well, this is fantastic. Well, sir, we have a problem. We can't get, we, how are trucks if? Well, we can't get enough, why are, we can't we get them? What is the problem? Increase the simulator. No, sir, we can't. We cannot get the chips. What are we doing? Well, what we're doing is we're building the trucks and then we're moving them to a big, we've got a, a parking lot at the, at the uh, county fairgrounds and we're sticking them over there until we can get something going. And then it's something else. Uh, we, we, we're having trouble getting this other part over here. It's like that across the board. So this inflation is going to manifest itself, but at the same time, the spending is going to continue to to accelerate by by having the shortages of products from overseas. By by having the the uh, I've seen containers are gone from about three thousand dollars. You could ship a container, you can fill it up with a bunch of product in China. Now, in some cases, it's twenty thousand. You know, eight, fifteen, twenty thousand. That that hits you at the bottom line. So your margins are going down. And this is what Wall Street is having to kind of gauge in right now. I mean, can they raise the margins up? I mean, pretty soon everyone raises their prices. All of a sudden people can't afford everything they wanted. So, again, this is this economy is going to run hotter. It's going to probably run longer. But the problem is this inflation is really coming in out there. And so this is something we're going to have to deal with. And, and I think you see, so, so it becomes a how do you prepare for it. In this environment, do you want to have a lot, a lot of government bonds? Well, they're yielding nothing. Why would you? Why would you have them? Why would you own them? They're they're not paying anything. Yeah, they're safe, but you know you might as well take your money and bury it in the backyard. And, and even if the termites get it, if you have enough of it, you can still go down and get some more money. I mean, so so so, so this is causing people to sit there and and, and and buy things. They're rushing out buying houses. They're buying buying land. I mean, you know, it, it's just. Uh, I mean, sometimes I think I should open up a land brokerage office. I mean, it's just it, it, we, we talk to clients constantly on this type of stuff, and, and they're getting nothing for their CDs. Uh, we had numerous calls this week on that, 
at the bank, and the problem is the Fed needs to get the shorter-term rates up so they can stabilize this money that is starting to flash, it's, which, which is, is, a, is a kind of an engineering chemical term where, where, where you take the pressure off of, of, of it and it just explodes money. Water will ex- If you keep water over the boiling point, it will kind of explode into steam. And that's what's happening. This money is being pouring into the system all over the place, it, it, and they need to slow down some of these real estate markets. So so this is some of the things we're, we're going to see. But the problem is the, the inflation is or the genie is out of the bottle. And it's it, 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 it's manifest itself in higher labor costs, higher producer price costs that we just seen, higher input costs. And, and, and at the same time, it inflation psychology has manifest itself. And so this is going to be tough to get out. And so this will be the interesting thing to see. Tell you what, if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. By the way, if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment. And we'll, we'll kind of show you some of the things we're doing uh, at, uh, at the firm. We help people manage their retirement uh, and deal with these more inflationary, more difficult times. I, I th- and I think... I think things are going to get much worse on this. I think it's going to be much tougher, and I, and I think the days of, of the indexing is coming to an end. So we'll be right back in this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. 
Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Talking savings, investments, in your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, you give us a call at 713-339-1070. The, it, it's interesting. I just went to a website during the break to check something out. Now, we were just talking about aluminum, and all of a sudden, uh, a thing comes up for aluminum patio covers. So, obviously, they're listening into – and the computer is running – my thing runs through the computer, the, the, the voice system I have. And, and so there you go. Uh, no privacy. Uh, by the way, privacy, I think, is going to – in the future, privacy is going to become a huge deal. I, 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 it's just now I, – I, I really want to get some experts on that. I've talked to some, some people. Some of our clients really are just phenomenal experts on that. But I, I do think that privacy, the value of, of your privacy and your data is extraordinary. It's, it's really – they're much higher than anybody realizes, and we're being given it away, giving it away. It's being used against us in 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 in, 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 in so many ways. And, and and I think one of the big battles going forward is going to be privacy. I mean, you're seeing Apple crack down on privacy to some extent. Uh, they, you know, they're still not real good at it. But but and when they did that, Facebook and a number of we're seeing a number of companies saying, hey, we're going to have some earnings problems going forward because they're, they're, they're cracking down because too many companies are using people's data against them. And, and, and it needs to stop. I, I, I think you're going to see massive changes over the next five years. And, and we'll just see how all this goes. Uh, a couple other thoughts. If you want to give us a, a call, uh, this is the last segment, 713-339-1070. Now, uh, the Sunday show uh, at 7 a.m. on Sunday, it's not it's not live. It's just a repeat, so don't bother calling then. Uh, a couple thoughts on the, the coronavirus. Uh, this one, we, we I, I think we've done a really good job keeping you informed on this starting from January of last year when nobody thought it was a problem and we warned you about it. Uh, th- th- this this coronavirus we have, this Delta variant, does not seem to be as deadly. And we're seeing some really interesting things on ivermectin to treat, to treat it. And, and I would really encourage everyone, if you, if you, this thing has an R-naught of eight. And I remember we talked about R-naughts back in January or February. No one even knew what it was a year ago. It, but this is an eight, a seven to eight. Uh, I just heard it was an eight, according to some people, which is uh, which is extraordinary. That's very, very, very contagious, which means it's very hard for you to avoid it. So you really should have a plan if you get sick to treat it. And, and, and the research we've looked at, it really seems to be if you treat it right away, if you take you come up with a plan. Uh, you, you, the the uh, you know the, the the antibiotics, the zinc, or go to the doctor, or or there's infusions, or ivermectin, or hydroxychloroquine. But you should have a plan, and if you get it, treat it right away. I, that seems to really make a big difference. There's a lot of research on the web. You can pull up on this stuff. Fortunately, uh, they're starting to put the research papers on the web. And, and see, but one of the things that has come across when we've looked at it is is really you want to hit this. Right away, I talked to some clients, a number of clients, a couple of them yesterday. It, it, it's really you want to hit this thing right away as soon as possible. If you get symptoms with with something, and the, the good news is it, it doesn't appear to be deadly. They becoming there, there's whole parts of India. There's whole there's you know twenty two hundred million people. There's only a couple deaths. Really, it's dropped way way down. And with with some of the treatments they're going, and, and so there's a lot of good news out there, uh, contrary to the scare tactics of of the Democrats. And so, you know, 
there's, there's the vaccines, there's all types of stuff. So you shouldn't have to worry as much about this going forward. I really genuinely believe that. But you've got to be cautious. Uh, we're, we're talking, again, the, the precious metals, but we get some questions. I think that's going to start to make another stage, uh, another move up. I think you're going to see some more things happening here. Uh, with this inflation, uh, it, it comes to real estate. Uh, a couple thoughts. We've gotten a lot of questions on that. I, I think housing appears to be kind of peaking in here to some extent. Uh, I think you got to be careful with what you're buying. A lot of people have just given up. They put in so many bids and can't get a house. If you own real estate, you really should have a long-term, a couple thoughts. You should have a long-term fixed rate. No, because we, if the inflation were to just ever to explode, you, you could lose the ability to get financing. So if you got a balloon note in a couple of years, I would get it refinanced right now and just be better safe than sorry. I mean, we, we, I remember when the peso crisis happened, I want to say the early 1990s, that a lot of people lost their property in Mexico because it was fixed rate or there was balloons and they came up to the balloon and they couldn't get the financing. So I think with these record low rates right now, which is just, they're stupidly low at 1.3 on the treasuries, we, we've actually put a hedge on because we think that the, the rates are going to go up on the longer end a little bit here. Uh, make sure you have fixed rate financing. And, and if your balloon is within two or three years, you really should get it refinance. Take advantage of this and protect yourself. These big corporations are borrowing huge amounts of money because they know it. This is I can go borrow money at this rate. This is just stupid. And they're taking advantage of it. And, and, and I'm not saying you should load up on debt. What I'm saying is if you have debt, make sure it's anchored. Make sure it's long-term. Make sure it's fixed. So you can't, they can't, if the inflation goes up, they can't go back and say, we want our money back. It, and, and this is something I, I think it's really going to be a big thing out there. Again, look, do we have any calls, Jennifer? Not currently. Okay. Uh, see, as we said, that the PPI has jumped up. Uh, again, this is signaling the inflation. Can you look? A couple things. Are we going to see some lower numbers? Yeah. I think you're going to see car prices and a couple things and used car prices in particular drop off. So, But the problem we're running into is it's now spread elsewhere. So I think this is going to continue to be a problem. The... The other thing to look at is if you call, you have to call, not my cell phone, 713-339-1070. You just had a call on the phone. Uh, is Understand with retirement, when it comes to your house, you probably should have your house paid off at retirement. That's what we're, we're – houses, you know, our plan is to have it paid off at retirement. We're looking at maybe getting a vacation home. That one we might we – might, uh, we're going to get some financing for that with the idea that probably in the future we'll just pay it off. But it gives us some optionality uh, should the inflation really take off. And that, that, that's, that, that's one thing we're kind of looking at. But, you, but your, your homestead, it really should be paid off about the time at retirement because it just really reduces your cost tremendously. Uh, and uh, it doesn't have to be right away. It can be a year or two into retirement. But somewhere in that time frame, you really want to have it have it uh, shut down because it, it that you want to protect yourself as much as you can for retirement. And, and I, I think, given as much as we talked about the inflation, I think when it comes to retirement planning, you really should take a look at your retirement plan and determine: look, what is your income? 
much of it is inflation protected? How hey, much Ted? of it isn't? Yes. Mm-hmm. We have a call from Chuck. Okay. Hello, Chuck. How are you doing? Hi, Ted. I uh, wanted to ask you, how would you invest in precious metals? Would you buy GLD and SLV or what? I, I've had bad experience owning gold stocks, so I shy away from them. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think the gold stocks are going to do really well. I would do the SLV and the GLD. I also like BAR. We own BAR for our clients, which, which has a lower, I, I think it has 18 basis points versus like 40-something basis points. I'm not, don't hold me that on the GLD, but it has, the GLD has a much higher uh, fee in it than the BAR. That I would, that's the way I would own it. Yeah, it, it, that's that's the best way. I would also own a little bit. Every person should own a small amount of physical gold and silver. That's more for emergency purposes. Uh, it, it, it's just if you're really wealthy, you can also buy you know uh, bullion and put it in a safety deposit box in, in bigger amounts. But but that's for, for IRAs. The, the simplest way in, in qualified plans, your Roth, your 401ks. The, the, the simplest way is the BAR and the SLV. Thank you very much. Okay, that's a good question. I mean, that that's generally to own it. Something fascinating we're seeing with some of the some of the precious metal stocks is is the PEs on them are really near record lows. I mean, some of these things, the, the PEs are coming in at ten times earnings, uh, which is you know ten, twelve times. Some of them are under ten times, which is just extraordinary for these stocks. Uh, we're seeing with some of the other ones, the, some of the copper companies are really getting interesting too. And you got to—I mean, if if this thing continues on, if if this shift happens, it, 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 you, it, it, the, the, the PEs during the '70s on those things were 30, 40, 50 times. I mean, they were just ridiculous PEs on some of those things. So that, that's one of the fascinating things about the the, the really the precious metal sector is, is the valuation. Some of the valuation, same with the oil, some of the baser commodity plays out there. It's you know unless, unless you can just make the case that 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 they're going away. I mean, oil and gas. I think we think our our, our research is saying it's going to be around for a while. Uh, interestingly. Uh, uh, on the big oils, they're making a lot of money right now because a lot of their chemical plants are in the United States, so they don't have big freight issues bringing it over from elsewhere. And so that's really helped out the big majors. That They're making a lot of money in their chemicals in, in this thing. And, and so a lot of these companies, they, they don't just have oil. They have natural gas. They have chemicals. They have feedstocks. There's all types of things, and, and these, these things are going to be around. But but I, I do think they're going to rationalize the business, all of them. I, 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 we, we, go through, we went through a number of earnings calls and, 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 and different things this week, last couple of weeks, and it's we're, what, what, what we're here is is we're, we're reducing debt, we're increasing cash, 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 we're increasing cash flow. Our our free cash flow is going up, really. After, after those four things, basically reducing debt, increasing cash, increasing cash flow, increasing free cash flow, then they talk about production. It's the fifth one down. Oh, no, I, I'm sorry. I apologize. They talk about the environment. Then they talk about – so the sixth thing down is increasing production. So these companies are not out there increasing huge amounts of production that's coming onto the market. And so I think I – think that's why we think that the base commodity plays are much better than most people think in this environment. We've not had over the last 20, 10 years and even 20 years in some cases not had really big ramp-ups in production. 
So I, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think the tech sector is still most vulnerable. I mean, I, I know it, it hasn't happened yet, but everything is starting to work against these guys. Uh, so I think this is something that we'll have to watch more closely and kind of see where it goes in the future. But tell you what, we're coming up here at the end of the show. I just want to recap a couple things. This is the 50th anniversary of shutting down the gold window. And and, and since they shut the gold window down, the Federal Reserve has done nothing but print money, and people's people's, uh, dollars have continued to depreciate across the board. And and since then, there's massive more amounts of dollars in the world, which makes it more vulnerable to a run on the dollar. Uh, The other interesting thing is, this is 50 years. The 70s is very similar to now. In the 70s, we had a guns and butter we spent on, on Vietnam War and, and the new society. Here we spent on, on, on welfare programs in, in the Arab Wars this time around. We had the evacuation of Saigon. We just had the evacuation. We're having the evacuation of Kabul. We had rising interest rates back then. We have rising interest rates with the 12% annualized. That's an annualized, not a, a yearly, but annual if I take 12 months. Uh, of 1% on the PP uh, producer price index. And at the same time, uh, we also have massive government spending. So I think this is something we want to watch and uh, we want to be cautious. Until then, I hope everyone has a great weekend. And uh, if you get a chance, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Request an appointment and get the free newsletter. It's completely free. Sign up for it. We'll see you next week. And remember, our motto and philosophy is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs>